Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. That is so cool. It is so cool that you grab the vision, that you understand that we do set up a takedown church, and we're not looking for a building because we get to do all this stuff, right? Because we get to sponsor kids and basketball programs and the cheerleaders that were here with us before and sound systems. And, and, and I can't wait to see. At this point, just so you know, uh, you have invested somewhere around $180,000 in the Leesburg High School. So thank you for being faithful in your giving. That kind of leads me into the series that I want to jump into as we start writing the series today. And the series is called Marked. Marked. Called by the Savior. Now, as soon as you start talking about calling, I think there's actually a little bit of a rub that happens in almost everyone. Right? Because most of us are at one of these places. Most of us, when I say calling or purpose, you're kind of going, I don't think I really know what calling is. I'm not sure I really can verbalize my purpose, or I'm doing something, but is that my calling, or is that more? And because we have this Americanized you know, program going in our head of bigger, better, 2.0, we're moving up the ladder, we kind of wonder, is what I'm doing matter? So I'm going to talk for the next few weeks as we're kind of starting to head towards Easter. I'm going to talk a little bit about being marked, about being called. What does it mean? To be called by God. And, and I went back to a verse that I go back to over and over and over. It's Proverbs 29 and 18. It says this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Let me read it to you. Now, some of you may or may not know this. The Bible was not written in English. Right? They've translated it, so there's different translations. Let me read it to you in the NIV. It says this. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. In other words, if I don't know where I'm going or why I'm going or what I'm called to do, what does it matter? I'm just going to have fun anyway. Right? They, they cast off for saying restraint. Here's another one. This one's from the message. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Anybody want to be most blessed? All right? I, I would like to be most blessed, but that's just my own preference. So I want to, this morning, I want to revision you. I want you to revision each one of you on the concept that you're marked, that you're called, that you have purpose, that I believe that God put in place before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Now, for some of us, that is such a hard concept because we've been told so many negative messages. We've bought so many negative messages. We look in the mirror, come on, somebody, getting all this terrible. Like, you look in the mirror and go, what happened here? Right? And, 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 and we lose vision and understanding. So let me revision you this morning. Here we go. Ephesians 1, 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. At some point, for those of you who are a follower of Jesus, you heard the message of truth. For some of you, you're hearing the message of truth for the first time maybe today. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. You were marked and sealed. Second Timothy 1.9. He has saved us 
world-building personal brandage, right? Everybody trying to secure a side hustle, make a name for themselves, become an influencer. I want to reclaim some sacred language. Calling. Calling. Let me show it to you, actually, in the Greek. The word kaleo means to call. And it is the root of 16 words used throughout the, uh, the, the Bible that are very, very important words, like kalesis, which, which means call. Kletos, which means, I'm sorry, calling. Kletos, which is called, which is what we just read just a moment ago. Paraclete. Paraclete is comforter, but it means you come alongside. Oftentimes, it's the way we go back to back with someone else, and they cover my back, and I cover yours. In other words, I'm supporting you in your calling. It's all to use to the Holy Spirit. As he supports us in his calling, his calling is to support us in our calling. Then Paracletos, advocate or intercessor, and then ultimately, Ecclesia which is what we translate into English in church. It's translated and what it means is the called out ones. We are called out to be something more and something different than this world. And that is a big, big deal. Now, here's what's going on with a lot of you right now as I talk about this. There's more negative words going through your head right now than positive words. Because when we start talking about calling, most of us come to a place where we go, oh, I think I missed one. Or maybe I'm too old for that now. You know, there's, there's that guy that looked across the way and saw that beautiful girl and thought, oh, I think she's the one. I think that's my destiny. And he hesitated. He was nervous. And some super stud came in and asked her out. Now they're married and have beautiful kids. And this Instagram amazing story. And he thinks I blew it because I lost out. I have the opportunity, one of my favorite things to do during the week, quite honestly, is on Wednesday nights, when I get to meet with our 20-somethings. We've got about 15 or so 20-somethings that are coming to thrive. But what I hear in them and see in them is, they feel like they're behind. Like, come on, y'all, they're like 20 years old. Really? They're like, oh, you know, I missed the semester, and I'm behind the meds, and but like, there's just this thing inside that I see every week in their prayer request, and there's this, you know, like, I know I'm going to do something, but I don't know what it is. They often ask me, would you pray for me? we pray for wisdom? Can we pray for discernment? The school and all this. And, and, I, and I look at them and I think, you know, it's no different when you're 9 or 99. I think we're all going, what? what what's, what's my calling? I mean, what am I, what am I supposed to do? What is this, this destiny thing? And because we're American, a calling's got to be huge. Right? It's got to be big. Like, I don't know if it's ministry, it's got to be a big building. And what I want to really encourage you with today is I, I, think, I think calling starts somewhere else than maybe where we are. So let me give you three points today. You know, so I'll teach them, so give you three points. Because I'm hoping today that some of you are going to hear something that's going to stir something in you. And you're actually going to start to feel a sense of calling before you even leave here in this place today. Number one, calling is about who you are before what you do. Calling is about who you are before what you do. Who before do. God is calling you to a who before he's calling you to a do. In other words, he's more concerned with who you are than what 
actually do it. It's got to start in that place. Look at 2 Timothy 1 and 9. For God saved us and called us. Now, after this, it doesn't say he called us to be missionaries in Africa. It doesn't say he called us to be a great second grade school teacher. It doesn't say he called me to be a professional gamer. What kind of job is that? But anyway, some of y'all wish. I wish I could just sit around playing video games and make a lot of money. But anyway, that's not what it says. It says for God saved and called us, listen, to live a holy life. To live a holy life. He did this not because we deserve it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Calling is as much who you are becoming as it is what you are doing. We're to be set apart. We're to be different from this world. The Bible never talks about calling from the standpoint of your career. He talks about character. He talks about who I am. See, the Bible calls you to be like Jesus. We ask, what am I called to do? A better question is, who am I called to become? Who am I called to become? See, if calling is only about the do, it gets confusing, right? Come on, you're trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? When do I do it? What's the, right? Like, and, and, and I don't know this. Maybe, maybe you're in business and you're trying to figure out a business decision right now. And you're trying to figure out, anybody got kids? Everyone's just killing it parenting, right? Come on. Parenting is hard. Parenting is confusing. Parents don't make you lose your hair. You know what I'm saying? Marriage. Everybody's marriage is perfect. Most of the guys, some of the guys are like, yeah, I'm trying to like, no. Listen, 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 listen. Reality being is life is hard. And life is a struggle. And if it's just about what you're supposed to do, that gets extremely confusing. To do the ministry that you are called to do follows the who. Becoming who you are meant to be. I can't tell you how many times in ministry I've had somebody come to the church. And they are the next great TV James. They're going to give me their resume, and they're going to tell me their background, and they've preached all over the world, and this and that, and I should give them a chance to preach on Sunday morning. Right? And somebody comes in, and they're the next great worship leader or singer, and so Martin should just put them right on the stage. And here's what, here's, here's what I want to say to you. I'm going to be very, very transparent for just a moment. A number of years ago, I was over at the Father's house. And I was slated to be the next senior pastor. We were going through this transition process. And it didn't work out. And can I say this to you very honestly today? This guy's hand. Because I had made a mess of that church. Because at that point, your pastor's character wasn't developed enough for me to hold that position and do it well. I needed to go, to go through a few things. I needed to go through some bumps. I needed to go through a few things that'll sharpen. Think back to Joseph. Do you remember Joseph? Remember he had the dream, right? And he goes to his brothers, because this is what young kids do, like especially, come on, you like got siblings? Younger siblings? Did you wish your parents didn't have? You know what I'm saying? Right? And here comes Joseph. He's like, I had a dream. Y'all were going to bow down to me. He's not ready to be second in command of Egypt. That's going to take 22 years. 
of going to prison and going out. Why? Because it wasn't as much about the do as much as it was, it was the who. The who has to be the who in us. The character in us is the foundation of the home. You live in a home right now. You probably haven't thought about your foundation. If you've thought about your foundation recently, there's a problem. Right? But the who, the character inside of us, is the underlying whole scenario. And so why do people have moral failures? Because they get raised up to a stage that's bigger than their who. They get raised up to a place of doom that cannot be supported because I don't have the character to support that. Are you tracking on me? And some of us have been there. I've been there. Where we've raised up to a place and we weren't ready. When we blew it. When we failed. When we fell apart. But then God said, now let me take you in a process of who. Yeah, this is kind of a dangerous question to ask. Let me, let me ask you a question. Any of you feel like that I'm called to preach? Would you agree with that? Okay, here's what would be cool. We'll go back to school. Um, but I'm also called to be a husband. So let me ask you what would happen if Jen and I were having a conversation over the weekend and we got to the end of this, we'll call it a discussion. And we got to the end of the discussion and I went, okay. Now anyone who would like to give your life to Jesus, just raise your hand. And we'll pray a prayer of you. And my wife will look at me like, what's wrong with you? Really, just listen to me. Just because I'm called in this area doesn't mean I have the character to carry it over into a different area. I'm also a dad. Like my kids are going through stuff and dealing with stuff in their life, but I'm having to walk through those challenges with them. Right? I'm also part of this community. I'm also the chaplain of the Leesburg Police Department. I mean, there's other pieces of parts, but what it's going to take to be able to withstand those is I've got to have a character. They can hold the weight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Calling starts with who more than the do. Yeah, I'm called to preach. But more than preach, I'm called to live a holy life. See, you can be a charismatic leader but not keep your word and you're not fulfilling your calling. You can be a good preacher and neglect or abuse your family and you're not fulfilling your calling. God would rather me do anything else with integrity than be a pastor without. You hear what I'm saying? See, it's about who way more than it is about do. Number two, calling isn't about something important you do in the future. It's about your faithfulness to Jesus today. Calling isn't about something important you do in the future. It's about your faithfulness to Jesus today. Look at Colossians 3 and 17. And whatever you do or say, do it, whatever you do or say. I love that. I almost look at that like he's coming, I don't want to tell you. That's not important. Whatever, yeah, you're going to talk, you talk a lot. Whatever you do or say, you would have to represent it of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks through him to God the Father. See, whatever. The do is not the priority, the who is. Who you are and what he's called you to do. As a matter of fact, I think there's a phenomenal example of this. That's in Mark chapter 10 and Mark chapter 11. You can read the whole story yourself, but I'm going to give you kind of a synopsis that I think will drive this home. So they are um, <laughs> they're walking around as the disciples, two of the disciples, James and John. Come to Jesus and ask this question that some of you as a parent maybe have been asked before. Hey, uh, 
Hey, Dad, I'm going to ask you something. Just say yes. It's exactly what James and John do, right? They come to him and they're like, Jesus, will you give us whatever we ask? And Jesus goes, what do you want? And they go, uh, could we like sit on your right and your left when you're in glory? They just ask to be number two and number three. They just ask, like, I want to be raised up. I want to be important, right? Well, Jesus says, you know, I don't think you can handle that. We move on. Here's what's amazing. The very next chapter, Mark, uh, Mark chapter 11, they're walking triumphal entry. In other words, this is Jesus going into Jerusalem. We'll be celebrating this soon with Palm Sunday. And they're walking in. And, and you can only imagine, any of you ever met, like, a famous person or walked around with somebody important? And you know how it just, I don't know, makes you feel important? You know what I'm and so I can only imagine, here comes Jesus, and here comes the disciples, and the disciples, man, I just got this picture, like I got a little swag going, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm walking with Jesus, yo. And they're all thinking bad. Now remember, James and John just asked that question. Mark 11, verse 1 says this. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage and Bethlehem, the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them ahead. What's awesome is he doesn't tell us which two. I thoroughly believe it's James and John. As you will see in just a minute, that's just how Jesus rolls. Right? It says, it says that he sends two of them ahead. What does he say? Mark 11, 2 and 3. Go into the village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey. Tied that no one else has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. Wait, wait a minute. When you said you're going to send us to do something, I'm like, we're going in there and call fire down the Pharisees or cast out some You're putting us on donkey duty? Like, we have to be, we, we have to be two and three. Now we got donkey duty. And I can only imagine there's some here today. But maybe you feel like you're on donkey duty. Like what you're doing in your life right now is not so fantastic, or it's a little tough, or the job's a little weird right now, or you don't really like it, or you don't care for it, or whatever. And I just want you to hear you are where you are today for a reason. The who is being developed in you. The character, the foundation is being laid for what it is that God wants to do in your life. And listen to me, you have to choose to participate or not. You've heard the story, you've heard us talk about people talking about going around the same mountain. Come on, anybody else? Anybody else do it like I do? Like, I get mad at myself. Because I'm like, why did I do that again? You know what? Why did you lose your temper in the left lane again? Like, what? Why do you keep running around this mountain? Why is it that, and, and so many of us, listen to me, so many of us for years are running around the same mountain because we're just trying to get to point B. We're just trying to get to the do. And we have no idea that what God is trying to do is he's trying to develop our character. And until we participate with him, guess what? He's going to keep giving us those challenges to go around the mountain we are going to. Because he's trying to develop the character inside of me, which leads us to the third point. The third point is this. 
The size of your assignment never determines the significance of your impact. The size of your assignment never determines the significance of your impact. And that's what the disciples are about to learn. Shepherd boy named David picks up some small stones, and what does he do? Takes down a giant. Right? And as a small boy brings his lunchable. And keeps 5,000. And in this story, what these two disciples have no idea is all their I can just imagine. I can just imagine because if it really was James and John, and they really did have the gall to actually come to Jesus and say, yo, two and three, big boy, how about it? Then I can only imagine they're walking like this. Don't you? Right? Look at his own tongue. I wonder how many of us, maybe you're in that place right now. Don't you do stinks, man? My child right now, my, my, my marriage, my kid, this, man, God would just, just win the lottery all day. God has got you right where he wants you at this moment. Because it's not about the do. It's not about that position. It's about what he's developing inside of you. It's about the character that he's trying to develop and put inside of you. That he can put you to the place. That you are able to be successful and overcome the enemy. Because let me just tell you, the bigger you climb up that supposed ladder, the more of a target gets put on your back, somebody. Come on. So it requires a, a whom that is foundational. They don't realize they're fulfilling prophecy. Come on, somebody. This is prophetic that, that he's going to ride in on a donkey. And all they're doing is they're looking at donkey duty. Instead of understanding, I've got this part that I'm playing that is prophetic. It's, it's amazing. And the two disciples that delivered the donkey to carry Jesus to his calling. Wow. Finding your calling. Finding your calling is it's confusing if it's just about doing. But it's not if you make it about faithfulness to Jesus today. When you are faithful and generous and not yourself, when you are when your life is focused around making Jesus known, when there is less of you and more of him, you don't have to find your calling. Your calling will find you. Scripture says this, your gift will make room for you. You know what that means? You don't have to teach your own horn. You don't have to network to shrug. Thank God, the creator of the universe, who set up things for you to do before you were born in your mother's womb. When he sees the character that is required to do the next start of what it is, it'll whack out straight to your front door. You hear what I'm saying? But we are trained. We're trained. We're good. Like when you wear social media. Network and manipulate people. Right? Like you play the game. When I grew up, my mom was the chamber of commerce exec in our small town. My dad was the bank president. So I was eight years old, I could work a room. Go to a chamber, after hours meeting. God, I'd wipe all the meetings. Well, eight year old, God, he was so big and bad. See, you can manipulate, you can play a game, you can do all that, but listen to me. When you focus on who it is that God has called you to be, when you get in his word, and you don't just read his word, his duty, 
Come on, somebody. Sometimes you go to hear a lot of you be reading this word. Because we've made it that. When reading his word, is not something I have to do. It's something I'm going, what can I learn about him and what can I learn about me? But I'm developing the who, or the color will come. It'll come straight to your front door. So whatever the assignment is today, do it for his glory. Whatever your godly duty is, do it for his glory. Be a good friend to somebody who's hurting or who's a lousy friend. Love a spouse when they're difficult to love. Come on, somebody. Get a love to the Lord. Do something without getting any credit whatsoever. Give thanks in the middle of a trial. Some of you out there, you've got amazing education. You want to do so much more. But right now, this season is about you raising the names. That's calling. Come on now. That's a huge call. It's a missed calling in this day and age. You're building a business right now, and you're like, well, that's not very spiritual. Of course it's spiritual, because it's all about integrity. It's not what you're doing. It's who you are in that place. And if you will take your business, and you will put integrity into that, God will bless it. God will raise you up and use you as an example into the community. So stop watching the numbers. Even when it hurts, you have to get a little conviction. So, we're going to when I talk about this. I apologize right now. I'm not going to look at them. We might have gone through a few cars in the last couple of years. I'm not looking. Don't make every place as happy. We might have gone through a few cars in the last couple of years. And you know what happens every time you go to buy a car, you buy a used car, and the person will say, okay, it's $2,500 for this car. But I'll put on here, you know where I'm going? But I'll, I'll put on here like 500 so you don't have to pay so much in sales tax. And ask a question. You want to save a little money? You want to be blessed. See, that's what God's looking for. It's not the do, it's the who. Are you the person that will go, no, 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 this is what we paid. I need to put the right amount, pay the sales tax. Yes, it's going to hurt. It's a lot more money. I probably could get away with it. That's not the point. The point is that God is looking for a people that say, I want to live a holy life. And when he sees the character inside of you, and when he sees you step up to that, then at that right point, he will raise you up like he raised up Joseph in time. Like he has raised, raised up so many others over time. See, there's some words that we're all working for. There's these words that we've heard. If we've been in church long enough, when we get to heaven, we're going to stand before God. And there's these words that we want to hear. And I tell you what, those words are not. Those words are not well done, good, and important servant. Those words are well done, good, and faithful servant. See, faithfulness is paying the whole self Faithfulness is not cheating on the taxes. Faithfulness is doing the integrity thing, doing the right thing, when nobody's looking and nobody else cares, and it won't really matter. But can I tell you it matters to your God? Who's wanting to develop the who inside of you so he can raise you up to a greater do, to what he's called you to do. It's just going to take the, the character to support it. 
God is more concerned with who you are becoming than what you are doing. Even if it's donkey duty, do it for the glory of God. Donkey duty is developing the who. You are not called to be important, you are called to be faithful. So let me circle back to Ephesians 4 and 1. Paul's words. Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you, I beg you, to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Come on, church people. How about we go this week and just do it a little bit better? A little more pure, a little more holy. You're struggling looking at stuff on the internet? Tell somebody. We can get you some help. Or we'll support you. You're struggling in, in, in your marriage or doing inappropriate things? You need, you need to tell somebody. You need to listen to me. God wants holy. And when he sees holy, the rest comes. The calling comes. So for some of you that are like, I don't know if I ever did my calling or not. I was supposed to go to school. I think I missed out years ago. This and that. You're still running around that mountain because you haven't realized that the who starts before the who. And when the who comes, the calling comes with it. Does that make sense to anybody this morning? You hear what I'm saying to you? So let me pray for you and ask God to help us to be who he's called us to be. Would you tell your eyes for a second? Father, we repent first from chasing after things from this world. We're chasing after the do first. We're trying to, trying to get the cart before the horse here a little bit. And Holy Spirit, would you bring a little conviction to our heart right now? Areas where maybe we're budging it a little bit. We're bending the rules a little bit. We're walking away from your way or what your Bible, what your word says. So we open ourselves to that conviction today. We open ourselves to hear from you, God, and would you, would you give us strength to do something about it? To get somebody to help us to walk through that, to do it in a holy way. Because, God, we want to be your church. We want to do great things for you. But we know this food is going to happen first. So speak to us right now, Holy Spirit. Specific areas that we need to make some, some little tweaks this week. Little changes. If you're here and your head's bowed and your eyes are closed and you have never had a moment where you heard the word of truth that I talked about earlier and responded to it and gave your heart to Jesus, I want to give you some words. They're just words. There's nothing holy or sacred about the words I'm going to give you. What is sacred is your sincerity. That today, if you want, the creator of the universe will save your soul. The creator of the universe will give you an opportunity to spend eternity with him, but it's about surrender. So if that's you, maybe you would pray something like this, Jesus, today I surrender my heart to you in my life. I don't understand it all, but I feel the pull. And as best as I understand today, I'm, I'm going to be a follower of yours. Would you grow me in this, God? Thank you for loving me and forgiving me of my sins. I commit my life to you today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Good, young. And somehow I hope you're inspired to go through the home. Right? Stop worrying about the do so much. We'll focus on the who, all the rest of them will work out. Amen? Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. 
Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.